everybody. Welcome back to the Short Free Games Talk podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy. And I'm your co-host, Clyde. And this is a podcast where we talk about short, free games, inter- mostly computer games. I almost called them internet games. I think they all are. They all are computer games? Yeah. I know if I could play them on the tablet, I so would. But you can't. But I can't. Yeah, I was actually uh, looking at uh, some developers' Tumblr sites this week, and I saw, I think somebody wrote alt games. Alt games as a hashtag? Oh, no, I mean, it's like, I make alt games. Okay, I feel yeah. like I saw that. And then I feel like I saw homemade games. Okay. But, yeah, so they could be called a lot of things. We don't really have a genre for them pinned down yet, if you will. So, uh... This week, we played some really interesting games, but the way we picked out this week's games was pretty fun. I agree. Yeah, uh, I went and read uh, zero comments, and the thing I got- Zero feedback. Zero feedback. I want to call it zero comments so bad, uh, is that I saw the thing above where that person writes- the uh, description from the person who made the game, even if it's something small- I really liked seeing what the person who made the game wrote before the comments. See, I... That's oh, why oh, I, oh, oh, the that's author. Why the I author, want, not, not what Noi wrote. Right, right. That's why I wanted to go on Warp Door and, like, pick out my own things. Because I wanted to... Uh, or go online and you you suggested Warp Door. But because I wanted to read the uh, game maker comments in uh, before I played the game. See, this entire time I was thinking... for some, I was thinking that it was it was the actual description of the game because you were describing i thought i thought when you were really enjoying zero feedback was because not because of the author's comments but because of the um oh no no i really enjoyed all of zero feedback no but what i the thing though is i was like wow he's i felt like in a way he was almost responding sometimes to what they were saying it was about even though he played it or that person played it i don't know what they are uh so it's not but you know for me all i have is the description to base what they write about it on and so oh, so you're like reading the authors yeah like, because their controller the, their controller well sometimes the author writes like really long things and but, but then you're comparing the two of them yeah so i'm like oh what did they say based off of and one time it was just like tell me what you think and i was like oh that person <laughs> <laughs> so uh so i wanted to do that too i wanted to see what the person said about their game before i played it and you uh, are the type of person that likes to not have any information. This is true about a game, and so it didn't even I, occur I like to, to me I could have information. I like to know it's safe. That's it. What does that mean? I, I don't want it to be scary or creepy. Yeah, but you had an that you had a funny story though about how you didn't do that. The oh other. yeah, I played a game called uh, Sad Tim, and um, I just went into it, and uh, there were some things written about it but i didn't want to read any and so uh when i downloaded it from game jolt i didn't read any of the instructions or anything and walked through the entire game and i really enjoyed it and uh kept on seeing these dark figures that kind of move a little bit and you know you just pass them and it gave me a real sense of isolation uh i'm walking through these environments where there's these dark figures who are not interactable and uh, I really appreciated uh, the game for its uh, tendency to have 
just it seemed like a mixtape that you were walking through and there, so one a couple of rooms would end up having one song and so once i went through the entire thing i said to myself oh okay that's what this game is about it's it's just a mixtape where you're supposed to walk through so i'm going to play it again uh and i'm going to spend as much time in each room as I like, and I might even go backwards, for instance, you know, I'm going to appreciate it as a mixtape now that I know that that's how to appreciate it. But uh, before I played it the second time, I ended up reading the controls, and I saw that uh, the developer said, um, when approaching an in something to the extent of, when approaching an NPC, press 1, 2, 3, and 4 in order to <laughs> advance the dialogue with the NPC. <laughs> and so uh, uh, that it changed the game a bit. Not yeah. much, <laughs> but change the game with it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this week's games were mostly picked out from. Uh, uh, Clyde suggested this website called Warp Door, where there's like a bunch of games, and I of can this ilk of this ilk, and I can look at the screenshots and read the little thing and decide which ones I want to play. Yeah, that was super fun. And uh, in comparison to trying to get her to look through my file folders of games I've downloaded. Yeah, because, oh my gosh, the downloading. We have, like, really slow internet, so it's not like I could play them right then. Clyde had to, like, download them for me while I was at work, so I could play them. But, uh, you, um, you, it seemed like you were, uh, resistant to just going through the download folders because I didn't have a screenshot. Oh, yeah, I like the screenshots. That was and the... apparently the author description. Yeah, that that's, is what makes it fun, even though, like, three quarters of the games I tried were broken. You know, they say, they say, don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, <laughs> do they say that? They do. I think I've seen that somewhere. But uh, Or heard it, I mean. <laughs> but I like to think, you know, when I read, press WASD to move and space <laughs> to interact, it really makes me want to just jump right in. <laughs> I love how you think that that's all they say. You know what I mean? They, like, sometimes say things. Yeah. Like, uh, press escape to get out. <laughs> that one? F... That one with the reverse Sims wrote a ton of stuff. But that last one that they commented on? Really? Yeah, yeah, they wrote a lot the of author. stuff. The author. What did they say? Uh, they said... I it, mean, anything. I, I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to quote you or nothing. I was about to tell you, but then you stopped. I'm going to record it. <laughs> I'm not going to quote it. This is the same thing. <laughs> it's completely different. You won't be accountable for this. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> so, so... Uh, so, uh, yeah, we picked games off of there, except for uh, Chicken Creek, Clyde picked out. Yep. So, uh... Okay, spoilers. Okay, so we're going to talk about Chicken Creek first, uh, but before we do that, I want to say that if you haven't played this game and you were thinking about doing it... You should, you should play this game. It's fun, and it's quick. Yeah, it doesn't take long... But knowing what happens will ruin the... Like, there's like a... It's like almost like... You a, can never go back. I don't care about spoilers, okay? I will look up what happens at the end of the book on Wikipedia before I read it so I don't get upset. Like, I don't care about spoilers. But this game was very entertaining because of the surprise of what happens. And all of these games, by the way, we're going to talk everything about them. So yeah. if you have an yeah, aversion well, to knowing what happens in games, we just wanted to make sure everybody... Yeah, didn't I mean, get yeah, the heartbroken. Yeah, we're not we're not going to try to avoid spoilers, but uh, Chrissy especially thought that uh, I would have been Chiden Creek. Yeah, uh, I just want to call it Chitlin Creek so bad. Okay, well let let's let's do that. Let's just do it. Let's just <laughs> we can't. let's just no. Let's just. I spent my whole down. life telling calling people the men the, the the nickname that I thought of for them, and I don't think anybody <laughs> has ever appreciated. <laughs> What's mine? 
lied. <laughs> you thought of that one yourself, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, so we're going to discuss that, and um, it's spoilerific, but we're also going to spoil everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of every other game. Of every other game. We're just we're just here to ruin things for you. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to talk about it, or do you want me to talk about it? I just did a lot of talking. Oh, you didn't talk about it. Oh. I just did a lot okay, of talking. Okay, well, fine. Um, you want me to describe what happens in the game? Uh... Yeah, yeah, just give us an overview. What is what is this game? Um, it's a game in an a Atari style, visual style, in which you play as a cowboy going across a desert. Um, and there's what appeared to be tumbleweeds initially, uh, that you that slow you down a bit when you collide with them. After you go through a couple of screens, a Oh, did I mention you're on a horse? I, I don't know, I wasn't listening. Okay, you're on a horse. Okay. Uh, and um, a scorpion starts chasing after you. Uh, scorpion bites you. Mm. And um, did you talk about how you go through like four scenes on the horse before the scorpion? Yeah. You're like you like building up the yeah nothing's yeah happening. The, the, the the pacing of the game is very um li- is very well done uh, for humor. Yeah, totally. And, and so what what watching Chrissy play the game was like. Oh, okay, I'm on a horse. All right. Is it just going to be like this the entire time? Because, you know, stuff like that happens all the time <laughs> yeah, in these right. kind of games. Oh, okay, I guess I'm on a horse. I'm in the desert. Oh, it's, the sun's going down. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, no, it's a scorpion. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And then, so the scorpion eventually bites you. Uh, you can run. You can run. But you can't hide. Yeah. And um, uh, you think that it might be game over, but uh, your horse just collapses beside you and then begins to convulse and makes a funny kind of rattle sound. He's Johnson. He's not Johnson anymore. Yeah, he's not your buddy anymore. And he turns into a scorpion, which then proceeds to chase you. And then uh, um, that scorpion gets you. Mm. And then you think the game's over. And then you convulse a little bit. And that's when it becomes really funny. And that's when you go... Do I get to chase somebody? <laughs> and so then you become a scorpion and you uh, run into um, someone at a campfire. And Some chump. Again, the pacing is great there too because he doesn't he doesn't like start running immediately upon getting in the screen. You have to kind of like approach <laughs> him, and then the guy at the campfire is like, "Oh shit!" and starts running. Mm. Um, and then you get a title screen once you uh, succeed in in. Uh, what are you stinging him? Yeah. So killing him. The the pacing of this game is 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 really well done. I really like the sense of humor that it manages to do largely through timing. Mm. And how do you feel about it? Um well, you know, I thought a lot about this game as like what is it? Because I played it at like the same time as Ghost Coin. Okay. So I was I don't want to say this word. We should talk about Ghost Coin later too. Oh, well we're talking about it now, I guess. Uh, but I want to make sure I talk about the art style of this game before we move on. Let's do it. Okay, I'll do that before I start comparing it to what I think it is. So, the thing that, uh, happened to me in this game, uh, is that it was in the Atari style. (laughs) Okay? And I do not like, I'm not a fan of retro game style, uh, mostly because I'm old and I came from, I had... I think there's old people that like it. Maybe, but for me... It's because my first system was an Intellivision, and I had to play a Pitfall when I kids today get to be playing Skyrim. It's not very fair to me in so my heart. Is it because of graphical fidelity or depth? Uh, the game sucked. Have you played it? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it's like worthless. I mean, you're like jumping over some crocodiles, you're swinging. You have to get the timing exactly. I know, right? right? It's it's they're, so particular. Yeah, they're hard. Well, that's because there's no game. This yeah. is like they have yeah. to they have to gate the content with dexterity. Yeah, there's like nothing happening, and uh, and uh, I couldn't understand like people's obsession with retro gaming because nothing happens in those games. They're not fun. Uh, but but Dig Dug was all right. I don't think I played that one. Cops and Robbers was I played it. Oh, there was one Keystone Capers. I like that uh -huh. one. You probably had an Atari, <laughs> didn't you? I did. Yeah, you wouldn't. You guys wouldn't settle for an Intellivision. So uh, I think it was a couple years later. Yeah. So, uh, but the thing that happened, and I think it really helped that I played again Ghost Coin at the same time, is that I was able to finally see this style as a style. And not as something that I have, like, a connection to that I think of, like, my personal experiences for. It's not like, like I was saying, I don't didn't play Ghost Coin. I was like, ah, why is somebody using, like, that style of art that doesn't, it's like isn't. You, you, you resent the Atari, the 8-bit the, the art style. Yeah, I don't like people, I feel like people are, like, worshipping it even though it was worthless. Yeah. But that's just my personal opinion. But to see it done in this game... I really liked it. I liked that the style. I liked the game in it. I have to remember they're not Atari games. It's mm -hmm. just a style. Yeah, this is not something you paid fifty bucks for that you're stuck for the entire year, and that yeah. ends up not being all too good. And you have a broken joystick that like doesn't really work when you press to the left, and yeah. a, and a sticky button. And <laughs> and it made me really nostalgic. Like. I remember actually having fun playing Pitfall with me and my sister and my dad. Like, I remembered how fun it was, even though I look back on it with disappointment, you know. So that was nice, too. But anyway, now whenever I see those kind of games, I won't be like, oh, I'm not going to play that. I'd be like, oh, it's just another style. Well, well your reaction to the, uh, what did we agree to call it? Chitlin? Chitlin? Chitten. 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 We agree on that. Chitten. We agreed. Chitten, uh, while well, you got, um, huh? I was going to tell you your umming. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's, it's very, <laughs> okay, um, that, boy, that's going to really, <laughs> put, put a bumper, okay, so, uh, while your, while your description, your reaction to Chitten, Chitten, Creek Chitlin Creek was <laughs> was uh it's your stairs. She's looking at me. <laughs> I'm gonna put a stop to you really soon. As the host, I'm fixing to have to delegate you to stop talking. Well, your reaction was largely based off of its visual style. My reaction was largely based off of the the narrative quality that of um it being a what seemed fabulistic, but without. Uh, direct meaning so I I feel that this game manages to create an an archetypical narrative that doesn't really have a real-world counterpart hmm. um, and I really enjoy that aspect because it's not just it's not some sort of I, I, I don't get the impression that this game is about reincarnation for example right um, but yet it's got the, the narrative resonance of reincarnation, but for humorous purposes. And I just really enjoyed 
how the game creates a um a pattern of repetition that uh reiterates only slightly to keep it so that you're constantly doing the same you're doing the same thing what three times or four times right three times um but it uh and but at some point you switch roles and it's just it's just a small quantity of narrative parts that are paced well and which though similar when you kind of go through the permutations of them as a player you get a very cool experience that just is just feels memorable and i'd like to be able to do that that'd be nice yeah yeah it is a pretty fun game i don't i don't mean this word in a negative way i try to think of another word that means it too so i wouldn't have to use it because i feel like it's an emotional response word but i felt like it was a gimmick yeah you know and that's how i was gonna kind of like compare it yeah compare it to ghost coin like it's got like this thing it does and once you see what it is it's like oh and then you just have fun with it the rest of the time uh like you oh, oh, oh. You, when, you you're saying this is what this game is and now that i know that now i have an idea of what scope this game is yeah. i can enjoy it for what it is right exactly i feel like uh that's what i thought of whenever i first thought about it because i played those two games at the same time they, right. they seem to be similar in that way we, uh, we should talk about ghost coin because at this point we've talked about it so much in yeah, comparison yeah. so uh ghost coin is a game where you're a coin it's like uh old style cartoon art like maybe 20s or 30s or something i'm not really up on my cartoon art age kind of lots of lots of dots for shading mm. black and white yeah i totally wasn't like why is people doing 20s style art when that already happened but yeah uh yeah you how do you feel about the art style i mean not oh. just in comparison. Oh, I really like the... I mean, um, I liked the art style, but I think I liked it because of what they did with it. So everything is really grainy, and that's because you have to blow away the grains and you make a new... Sh uh, like, if it's like a worm, you blow it away and it becomes like a monster or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, um, I think I was reading a Kill Screen article about it, mm -hmm. and they said that it was... Um, they seemed to imply that it was... Uh, the coin is it, it it's like a scratch off ah i thought oh okay that's so an interesting uh yeah when we when we were playing it i, I thought it was an, some sort of a racer i but, thought it, i was blowing it because yeah, blow they make that face don't they don't they make like a blow face maybe i'm wrong i don't know i don't know but, either. but, it, but now that you say blowing it does kind of remind me of that sand painting thing yeah. where they project on the wall the person drawing in sand yeah and it's just like a little game where you just uncover one image to make another image. Like mm -hmm. a piece of an image turns into a piece of another image. And it's like I'm saying, like gimmick, but not in a bad way. It's just that once you see what the... Uh, uh, Sorry. Uh, ...devices. Oh, yeah. Or you know what I mean. Um. Then you just kind of are along for the ride for the rest of it. Yeah. And, but, and there's no challenge, no dexterity. It's all about discoverability. But I feel like it's still interactive. Like, we've, we've been playing a lot of these games, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what's what's the player's purpose in this game? Like, like... You mean input-wise? Yeah, input-wise. Like, in some of these games, 
they just build an environment for you to walk around in, and I can't really imagine that, like, the player is involved versus this is all player involvement. So I appreciate that aspect. That's that, interesting. That, that it's like a game made for a player. That's re uh, We need to talk about this. Okay, let's talk about it, since we need to. So, so what's the difference between... Uh, I was thinking of No Fun House if you want to use that as an example. Okay, that's great. So, well, or any of these games that are largely 3D environments that you walk around in. Yeah, but we're going to talk about No Fun House. What, what is the difference between walking around a 3D environment to discover new content and scratching off? There is no new content. I mean, there. I feel like 3D environments, you're looking at a wall with some art on it. You're outside and there's like a mountain with smart on it, uh, even though the art is similar. I don't. I have a really hard time trying to figure out what my role as a player is. Like, I feel like I need to be inventing things to do in order to have an objective, in order to even be able to be in this environment. It's like I don't go to an art museum and hang out in front of a painting for like an hour. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, if I want to really look at a painting, I'll do a study. So I can see what it looks like. But I feel like this, those kind of environments are, or games are made for the person making them and not for the person playing them. The ones that are largely architectural. Yes. I, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I feel like I agree with you to some extent, but I just don't know how to describe the difference. Because, so for instance... With a visual novel, you're just clicking to make it progress. Yeah, but you're making choices that determine the storyline. You're not talking about a kinetic novel. You're talking about a visual yeah, novel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. I, in order for me to enjoy a visual novel, it does have to, at some point, not be kinetic. Right. So, I'm just really interested in the idea of like how minimal interaction changes the way you experience an environment or a narrative hmm. and I have a hard time figuring out what the real distinction is between um, scratching off something to kind of uncover an area or 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 chasing something versus uh, just wandering around a building well I think maybe you're you're you have a question you're answering when you're scratching off women image and looking at another. Like what's behind what's this? What's behind this? I know it's connected to this one. How are they going to connect this one this time? Is it going to be bigger or smaller? You know, there's a lot of like wonder. Hmm. You're actually engaged. So the so it so with the walking games, it might be a matter of me having an objective. So maybe the reason I enjoy them is because I have an objective. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, I know you spent a lot of time in No Fun House uh, looking for an edge to fall off of. Right. And so you spent more time there and you had more fun. Right. So after you told me you did that, I thought, well, I need to make up an objective. And then I can spend time there and have fun because I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm in, I mean, it's a cool environment. Don't get me wrong. They did great artwork. Uh, it's The environment's really cool. There's really interesting things to see in there. But I just I can't figure out what my role as a player is in that environment. With No Fun House, the role of the player is largely that you're walking through a labyrinth and you're kind of trying to figure out what, well, like you're trying to figure out what the game's about. 
isn't it? I I I don't know. I know. I mean, that's what 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 motive what motivated you as a player initially in that game? Oh, to explore the house. Right. You're walking around the house. You think something might be in there. You're looking around. Sometimes you get these prompts asking you if you want to relax or if you'd like to go to the garden or the ocean, and you can go to them. And then, uh, and then you start back over where you started from in the house, and you walk and explore it. So, what did that ruin the motivation for you being reset to the initial spot again and again? Uh, that didn't. I mean, there was no motivation. Like, there, there's nothing to create motivation in that game. See, for for me, when I was walking around No Fun House, I the translucency of the wall was largely a motivation for me. I would see certain rooms that it wasn't anything particular about those rooms, but I would say to myself, "Oh, I have not been in." The room with the beanbag chair and the water bottle yet, so... Mm. Okay, no, that's not... You're right, that's not true, because I wanted to see all of the prompts, where all the prompts brought yeah. me. The prompts were the coolest part of it. Yeah. And Well, the art was really nice. The art was really awesome. Uh, just a Very, really good artist. And you know what? What I really appreciate with this type of thing is, if you were to take one of those paintings that's in No Fun House and just put it on one of our walls, it would be... It would be a nice painting to have, for sure. But uh, having a house that seems to have the same aesthetic as the painting itself, mm. and many paintings that seem to have come from the same place, uh, is really exciting to see. I, I, I enjoy the idea of seeing artwork in the place where it appears to have <laughs> been created, almost. It was... The visuals of that game were really nice. Like, once you go outside into the... The garden. Yeah, the relaxing area, and stuff's coming from the sky, and the mountains have so many textures around them. I mean, it it does look really cool. It's just still what a, a matter of... When you're making art as an artist, you're mm -hmm. thinking about making the process. You're not thinking about who's going to do what after it. That's how I feel this game came across. So, I, I, wonder, if, I wonder if the difference, then, is thinking of it when you're making the game, thinking of it in terms of uh, what progression for the player am I going to create versus what environment am I going to create for the progress progression to occur? I don't know what the second part means. Um, so with uh, Ghost Coin, it seems that the, the, the verb is very important where it, you're, it's a matter of scratching off and kind of uncovering more and more and more. Or uh, in just the idea of transforming one shape or one object or one cartoon character into another, and the novelty in that. And in Chite, well, Chitlin, Chite, Chitten, Chitten Creek, uh, the motive, the way that they're thinking about the game seems to be there's going to be a a, a cyclic mm. uh, movement. Through You're just going to push on through it. Yeah, yeah. There, well, and 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 it's going to repeat itself, but with with some interesting iterations that create a sense of who am I as a player. Even mm. uh, has has this cycle been going on for many years? <laughs> I, in I don't know. I I I guess I guess I would be interested to see if making a game with with the idea of I'm going to create a mythology would be would end up with vastly different results or the the 
type of difference that we're discussing here than if you were to create a game where it says, I'm going to create an interesting place. I I think what I want to know is what is the motivation of the game maker when they create an interesting place? Like, it's not like you're hanging out in a game. It's not like, you know, I'm going to sit on this couch and, like, read my book in this room, you know? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Well, yeah, and when that happens, I can totally see having a cool right. room to do it in. But it's not, but you have to have a reason to stay there right. currently. Right, right. Mm. Now, you made an art game. Uh, so, was it interactive? I can't remember. Or or did you just watch? I don't know watch which one you're talking the, about. The more game. Was it interactive, or did you? Just barely. You can click it to nudge things. Okay, because, like, what do you expect the player to do is just look at things it wasn't it was not a consideration what the players should do so that's what i think is half i think i have more of a resistance of games that don't consider the player because i am the one playing it i can only consider myself so that this is the product that i am being introduced to Mm -hmm. well it i mean it's because it's because as i'm making it i'm just trying to create something that i want to see and so, I mean, in that way, it is consideration of the player. But it's consideration of the player who is like me. Yeah, right? who's going to want to sit there and watch it. Right. Yeah, okay. So, well... Do you have anything else to say about this game? About No Fun House? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we, uh, how much did we describe about it? Very... Uh, <laughs> that we walk around so, the house with translucent walls and there's, like, off-worlds the, you go the, to. The the color palette of this game is very distinct. It's... Imagine... Imagine... Have you ever watched a Vaporwave video? Yeah, Vaporwave is a good way to describe the aesthetic. Uh, it's... Things feel like they're made out of transparent colored plastics <laughs> that are... The the clipboard company came out with its neon line in <laughs> in the early nineties, and uh, the house is made of this seems to be made of this material. The there's bean bags, bean bag chairs, beds, and paintings, and bottles of water uh, throughout the hall. They're always very narrow hallways because it's Amazing. what is a yeah a labyrinth. And you even found a pool with diet coke in yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's a pool with. Uh, Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Sorry, I'm pretty sure now. Now I hope I'm right. It goes with the vaporwave theme. (laughs) But Diet Diet Pepsi, like if it was the only thing that would be better than Diet Pepsi in this case was would be Crystal Pepsi. But it's (laughs) it's uh it's this like bathtub with many cans of Diet Pepsi just floating in them buoyantly, and there's ads of what appear to be these serene mountains in the distance at a lake. And with some Pepsi on on the in the camera view. And so it gives me the impression that the person who made the game wanted to recreate not the mountain scene with the Pepsi cans, but instead the place where someone would relax trying to recreate <laughs> the mountain scene with the Pepsi cans in their own home. Oh yeah, what did you say? It's sort of like the tapes of this is how you relax. Yeah. Versus like how you really relax. Yeah. Like you go to your secret place. Yeah, it, it's it's not about it's not about the the example of a place that they give you to go to your secret place. It's about that secret place that you develop having no real knowledge of what the real place <laughs> is like. Yeah. And I read that article about this game 
and uh and i really actually enjoyed thinking about the game a lot more after i read it seeing that like she takes it apart and puts it back together a lot of the a lot of the art like you can tell it's textured and i looked at some of her art the like the google map stuff looks like the what, the mountains and what is she taking apart and putting back together the the visuals like layering the visuals on top of each other like the textures mm. as far as i can tell from the article mm -hmm. and it looks like there's textures overlapped in the, in the yeah art. yeah and did you notice what they were there's like a grid of happy faces oh yeah that are emoticon oh that's what they are yeah emoticons. yeah you. see you don't read fan fiction you're not used to emoticons <laughs> Ask me. And the rest of it looked like kind of like quilt work, really, uh, or, or fabrics oh, yeah. from fabrics from clothing, I guess. Very loud patterns. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that game. I like No Fun House. I kind of, I just want to keep on talking about No Fun House. Okay, so we're gonna move on to talk about. Uh, you want to talk about the Static Speeds My Name first or Gat Life first? Let's talk about Gat Life. Okay, I want to play a game. With, oh, oh. Why don't, why don't you tell the listeners what Gat Life is? Gat Life is a visual novel format where you uh, go into a bar to pick up another gat. You have a gun head and a person body. Yes, you have a gun head and a person body. It just occurred to me that it's... Uh, I, I, I wonder if the title comes from removing one letter from gay life ah and uh and replacing it with a t because it is sort of like a gay porn yeah uh, it gives you the impression visual novel. it gives you the impression that you're going into a gay bar to pick up someone for 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 hookup sex you get to pick out which guy that you want or gat you want and uh um so you have three options and they quickly um, self-select. What what would you call it? Funnel you into what they want you to pick. <laughs> funnel you into <laughs> funnel you into one particular choice, and then you go back to their place. Is it? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I don't know. You somebody's house. Y'all go to and yeah. hook up. And you 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 quick. It quickly turns into the 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 mechanics of of uh some form of sexual intercourse. Yeah. But everything is done with gun vi gun visual metaphors rather than with actual human body parts mm. so uh so it has a much more kid-friendly kind of feel if you will um yeah is that a good description yeah sure so let's let's play yellow wallpaper with this game okay uh what do gun why the gun heads like what what their guns really representing in this game? I want to know like why did they pick gun heads and gun parts? Hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I was. Trying I, to... I mean, the the only thing I had was the the replacing the Y of gay with the. Yeah, I know <laughs> that was your contribution. <laughs> I was I was thinking on the way home if I was going to yellow play play. Uh... Well, well, what 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 is the difference between this and let, let let's suppose it was just male models or something in this game and it was called gay life okay it would be uh it would be a lot less uh what's the word i'm looking for where people are willing to do it accessible maybe you think people would be more resistant to it uh i do but 
I don't really be- know that. Because because you can play a game, you can play a game about gats and still be you know no okay. homo, right? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I wonder, and and this is just a side point of me. What is that thing called where you talk about writing from the perspective of like the thing that you are? So you have a hard time writing as a female because you don't know the female perspective kind of thing. So I wonder, I can't help but resist to wonder about the person who made this game because I uh, personally read a lot of fan fiction and it is uh, two men in my fan fiction that I ship and it's all written by teenage girls and I can tell. And it, it's really entertaining to me, actually. So I can't help but to wonder, like, what would it be from the... Per, what would these stories actually be like from the perspective of someone who's actually had these experiences? Rather than someone who's who's fetishizing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is another fetishized mm-hmm. one. Uh, but I don't know that. Right. But well, this it, is... it might just... It might be that... I, I can see why you would think so, because it's so edited not in reducing content but edited in the sense of it had to choose what to represent yeah but and, and it represents so little yeah and it, so they like had to go big but <laughs> yeah they had to hyperbolize the most exciting portion of it which is firing off a few rounds if you know what i mean but i don't think they picked guns to make it accessible i feel like they're really trying to communicate something or symbolize something, or hmm. uh, represent something, and that I can't figure out what it is. Well, let's see what it symbolizes to us. Right. Well, so, when I think about guns, I think about like both security and danger because hmm. people feel safe that they have them, but they're also like a dangerous thing to have. I now that I think about it, I I associate guns with conservatives. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, I know that from people I see at work all the time. There are people who buy guns as if they're video games really yeah they're are there gun collectors collectors. yeah because somebody we know i just found out was a gun collector and it seemed really strange there are a lot of gun collectors in this area and they they i imagine they spend a lot of time trying to figure out which gun they're going to put in their collection next Mm. and they are by by far the majority of these folk are uh have very typically conservative values mm. and conservative values typically at least in this country involve um uh um homophobia oh so so maybe the idea was to make it more appealing to the homophobia <laughs> I don't uh, think so. I, can't re- I, I, I don't know i don't think so though yeah uh why did you want to talk about this game if you didn't i just, know? I, I just liked it i i like what did you like about it I like that it's, I'm trying to play a lot of romance games right now, Mm. and what's interesting to me about this one is that it's, I I won't say it's no romance, but it's just so sexual. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's almost like consumeristic sex. I am not, I've never been in a situation where I found myself going to a bar to hook up with someone but i've many times been in a situation where i was in a bar and someone was trying to hook up with me because i was in a bar mm. so you've never gone to a bar with my sister or shannon then have you no i'm well well even if i did go to a bar with your sister or shannon i would be doing it to watch them you could see someone. how it's done <laughs> but it's it's like 
it's not it's not my style so i kind of i kind of like being able to vicariously uh oh you get to see what it's like well not see what it well i don't think it's a fair representation but i do it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there should there should be a scene where you're like choosing which dance moves to do with the person <laughs> uh but yeah, it's just it's just a way for me. It's always the grind. What are you talking about? Choosing which dance? <laughs> it's just it's just a safe way for me to uh, get get an experience that's different than mine, and and it being in ro- the romance area is kind of ha- helpful for me right now. Mm. Like it's the same way as when I'm reading when I'm uh, watching or playing visual novels that are based off of high school romances with girls trying to get a date for the prom mm. like that's not at all like what my experience was like uh right 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 and, and oh so you get okay i see you're kind of living vicariously through yeah yeah it's interesting and it's interesting i we were just talking about what what is the role of the player like really what is the goal of the player and having the goal of Hooking up, I think, is an interesting one. Mm. Do you, well, we're we're not supposed to talk about games that cost money. Oh. <laughs> so never mind. Wait, what were you going to ask me, though? I'm just curious. Uh, we won't talk about did it. Did you ever... Who did you end up hooking up with in Magical Diary? I don't think I made it that far in Magical Diary. Chaos! Chaos! Planets is free! Chaos! <laughs> okay. Let's, Every day of the week! Yeah, let's talk about planets. Oh, but see, I didn't like Planets last time I played it. Like, it was the epitome of, like, the best romance visual novel that I had found. And it kind of still is, like, the best one I've found, but that's, I quit trying. Uh, but it's totally, like, uh, the, the format is you have the three guys to choose from. The mean, dark, mysterious, mm-hmm. I guess in this one he's got red hair and it's not dark, but the mean, mysterious Mr. Darcy. And then you have the fun-loving, I'm going to... Jeremy. Yeah, I'm going to party all night. And then you have, like, the quiet, uh, sensitive one, but not in a mean way. He's just sweet and sensitive. Oh, is he the one that always, like, shows up when you're getting hurt or something? Yeah, yeah, he's the Shinwoo. So, uh, then you have the... And you you have hit your head, and you've started being telepathic. So you get whisked away to a school of people with powers... And, um, and then you can decide, like, where to eat your lunch and who to hang out with, and you, uh, make your relationships through this way. And, uh... How do you decide, how do you decide who to hang out with during lunch? Uh, it took me a long time to find out where Chaos was for every day. So it's, it's, it says, it's lunchtime, where are you going to eat? Yeah, and you have five choices. And... You have to be really careful. But three guys. Yeah, you can end up eating alone. Uh, you have to be really careful because you can pick a place where chaos isn't, and then you might end up on a stream with a guy that you don't want that Uh-oh. you're kind of stuck on. So how did you figure out how to where chaos is? Well, there's you a, can be consistent. There's a save function. So I would go to a place and chaos wasn't there, and I'd go back. <laughs> That's not a good method. And then, well, I just wanted, I wanted 100% chaos dialogue. Right. I loved, I loved that aspect of the game. It was, I, I played through with all the love I'm, interests, but. I'm kind of disappointed with, with the design decision. That, there's no way to know. There's no way to, he's not the same place he was yesterday. He could be anywhere. 
He's a, he's a loose cannon <laughs> when it comes to choosing lunch I mean, places. But is, is, are, is lunch the only opportunity you have to choose? No, uh, you go on you go on a class field trip, and you can decide who you're going to hang out with. But by then, you're kind of like after your first couple of days of making a choice, they pretty much pair you up for the rest of the game. And so, since I pick chaos constantly. And then you have a, a chance to answer your your uh, roommate asks you which guy are you into and you pick, and then they they kind of pair you up for the rest of the game with that person. But for me, I really like uh, Mr. Darcy characters, and so having one in this game is what made this game so good for me. Uh, and that's what I really like about what I think of romance uh, visual novels. Is actually having a choice of which one you you want mm -hmm. and then going through different situations with them instead of a lot of visual novels is like i just moved into a new house here's a group of people that live here with me and then you have like the football player and you have like you know the the art school guy you know but there's like no real dialogue it's just everybody is saying things that are specific to their role let's go watch the game i'm gonna work on my painting you know, you don't really feel like you ever get to know anybody. Versus me and Chaos had a lot of heart-to-hearts. He had a power he couldn't control. He killed his mom. You know, you really feel like uh, you get to know the char Like, the characters have depth. They're, they're, and they're trusting you. Yeah, the Shin Wu accidentally put a spell on all the girls to make them fall in love with him, and that's why he's got this fan club, and he can't figure out how to reverse the spell. And Ooh, that's good. Yeah, and he's always hiding from them. And then the uh, and then the Jeremy fun loving character uh, is all like I have a disease that's gonna make that's gonna kill me so I have to live every moment to the fullest and mm. that's why you know I'm having so much fun all the time yeah like there's real there's reasons yeah for the way that they are yeah rather than just I'm an them asshole. going through the motions of being who they have been typified as right exactly that's what was so good about that game mm. Mm. that's useful. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm starting to realize that I, I think, I think trusting is uh, is something that I'm really enjoying in games. This this idea of as far as romance goes, the idea of uh, do do the NPCs give me the opportunity to trust them? Do I have the opportunity to uh, ask them if they trust me? Um, hmm. Basically, offering exchanging vulnerabilities seems to be very yeah uh, yeah it's really rewarding as a player to feel like you're getting to know real dynamic personality traits of an npc say that again i'm sorry uh if you if you find that if you get to get to know real personality traits of your npc you feel a lot more committed or you know what i mean they're well yeah they're more interesting right yeah they're more interesting i was totally into some chaos they sold it to me mm -hmm. you know it was like when we finished watching one of our dramas and you, you, and you someone, fall in love all over again you think someone could get what, what's the german character's name i don't remember any of it <laughs> it was like a japanese game they all got japanese names do you think if if you if someone else played it and they said that they ended up with them would you would you respect that? Here's the thing. I, well, I mean, I always go for Mr. Darcy. It doesn't matter. So people can pick whatever they want. But I played it recently, and it felt a lot less 
interesting than it did the first hundred times I played it. So I don't know if I was just really into it because I, it was before I found fan fiction and that was the best that there was at the time. Mm-hmm. So I can't really recommend it anymore. Yeah. Do we have time to talk about the last game, or do you not think? Oh, so? Oh, I would hope so. I hope. I hope okay. Keep, I I can do this all night. You can do this. Okay, not me, because I have to go to work tomorrow, and you're off. So that's very unfair. So the static speaks my name. Let's talk about this game. Okay. Uh, I'll talk about what it's about since you have more to say about your interpretation of it than on, me. On the Tumblr, we're gonna say it's creepy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This game is creepy. Uh, I gotta say that too. Uh, I'm glad I played it, though. Me too. Me and Clyder have a hard time disassociating ourselves from uh, things that we see on TV or play, so we don't do horror, creepy, yeah. or anything like that. We just like, like love stories and yeah. comedies. Comedies and, and mostly love... Yeah. And dramas that involve people just trying to come to terms with themselves rather than coming to terms with someone outside of the window with a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not safe-scared. I don't feel safe. I'll go to grandma's house and watch Law and Order and come back and lock on my doors. Yeah, like I'm yeah. scared. So anyway, in this game, you it's it's a gone home clone. Am I allowed to say that? Is that what you call games that are in the style of another game? What do you call those? Yeah, clone. Clone's okay. fine. Uh but instead of receipts being everywhere, I, I can't say this enough. The receipts There there were a lot of receipts in Gone Home. The family was receipt obsessed. Then there are palm tree paintings. It's like these two palm trees that are connected at the base on a small mm-hmm. island are everywhere. And they're similar to the palm trees that you would imagine if you were buying a, a fish toy for an aquarium mm. that had palm trees mm. on a little island. And some of them are, have writing on them, like they're trying to figure out what's happening maybe and, in the yeah, painting. You, you get the impression that there's a lot of analysis going on about this painting and the uh, protagonist has, which you play as, uh, is has written all sorts of messages involving the various hypotheses on what, what, what is the essence of this painting? Yeah. What, what is it trying to do with its shading? My favorite one was it notices that there's, two shadows going two different ways with only one light source. Nature doesn't work this way. (laughs) Why was this choice made? (laughs) And there's a lot of really entertaining details. So you get up in the morning at 3 Mm -hmm. a.m. There's a poster above you that says, uh, today will be better. Oh, before you do this, you're in outer space or inner space, and you run into a cloud, and you find out that you're going to play as a person who commits suicide. Yeah. So then you wake up. Or you... no, you're going to, you find out that you're going to be asphyxiated. Oh, oh yeah, okay. And then so you, when you wake up and you see that today it will be a good day or a better day mm-hmm. or whatever, kind of. Everything. It's the... a dark humor game. It's Every very much Every detail dark humor. in this game, though, is so well done. It's like they picked everything so well. I agree. So, so you get up and you go through the motions. They give you like routine tasks at the beginning, like go to the bathroom and. And clean the microwave. Well, no, it's not one of the ones at the beginning. What is it? What is it after? It's clean the clean the microwave. Go to the bathroom uh, oh, is the I'm very sorry, first one. Clean, yeah. Go to the bathroom. Um, go to the fridge, get something to eat. No, don't you clean the microwave? You clean the microwave before you get something to eat. Nope. You clean the microwave before you get something to eat. I mean, you can keep on saying it, but <laughs> and it's and not I'll make keep it on true. being right. I 
I feel like they build up to the creepy tasks. I think you clean the microwave first because you build up to the creepy tasks. Well, let's 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 hear you talk about that. I guess uh, how the build up of the creepy tasks. Because you do like normal things at the beginning, and then they start asking you to do things like eat. And when you first wake up in your room, your house is kind of weird. Like you have walls it's not boarded up. To eat. That is not an abnormal thing to do. It is in this game. <laughs> so you wait. Your house is kind of strange. You have boarded up windows and doors. Yep. You have those a whole room of those paintings. Yeah, and a bunch of TVs that have static white on, them. on them. Yeah, in a pile. And there's the the lighting of the game or the lighting of the room feels very. the The reason people claim not to like fluorescent bulbs, you know, it's it's very dim in. Un unsettling in a in a, in a way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely dark. But when you first wake up and you're in your room, you're kind of exploring, like you don't know what's gonna happen yet. And then there's like you have this huge aquarium full of shrimp, and I'm like doing my thing, and Clyde's like, go back and look at the shrimp. So I stand there. Yeah, I was really fascinated for Clyde, like for like five seconds, so he can look at the shrimp. And then, so when it comes time to eat, you don't have any food in the refrigerator, so it asks you to eat your shrimp. And you go to your aquarium. And you chew on a couple of them. Oh, God, it's horrible. <laughs> it, it, was pretty, it was a pretty great moment in games, <laughs> just in general. It's like, a, it, is, it is like your, your resort. It, it feels so wrong yeah, to do well, it. It, it, feels, it feels wrong, it feels gross, and it's, it feels desperate, right? Yeah, they so, create a emotional response totally it, it, it is a good way to create this sense of end of the line really <laughs> yeah to say i'm just eating you know there, there's a it's like william s burroughs in his later years or something <laughs> putting down the needle and picking up a shrimp just like living in the basement with a bunch of guns just it has that type of feel but um so the thing that I really appreciate about this game is that I think of it as uh, some form of a metaphor for uh, artistic, artistic. Um... I think this will make more sense if we say what happens after okay, that. Okay, let's do that. So the next task is to go let. Well, you see on your newspaper on your refrigerator, there's a newspaper clipping saying an artist has been kidnapped. Yep. And so one of your tasks is to let the artist out of the cage. So you go into your secret room because you found some blueprint on how to turn mm -hmm. a bookshelf into a secret door. And there's and a dog cage with a naked man in it. With a bowl with a shrimp. With a shrimp. That he he hasn't eaten. <laughs> he hasn't eaten his shrimp. The detail is the greatest detail in the world. It is a pretty good detail. And then there's all these easels and paintings in there where mm -hmm. you're trying to do that painting. And they're all they're all unfinished and they're all not... They're all failed attempts at trying to recreate that one painting. Oh, but before you do that, uh, you go on the internet and this girl tries to have internet sex with you and you just tell her, uh, I might have done something wrong, but you never get that mm -hmm. far. That, I think that that's the weirdest part of the game. I mean, in the sense that I don't think it fits with the rest of the game. Really? Because I think that's where you're trying to show your remorse because you were like... I don't really feel like they feel like they did something wrong in the game. And I pointed out that they were on the internet saying that they did something horrible. Mm. I think that's to them 
not knowing. You know, the only reason they think it's horrible is because they failed at doing it. Which is kind of fucked up when you think about it. Like, the the, the, the moment of remorse is realizing, you know what, I'm even though I've gone to all of this effort, I even kidnapped the artist so that I could recreate this painting. It's not going to work out. It's not going to happen. And you know what? It was a mistake. But only because, not not because of any of the uh, inconsideration that they have present that it, they that have, they have ruined another person's life. Yeah, it's because they they failed to make the painting. So then they kill themselves. Yeah. So then they kill them. It says, uh, "Lay your body or let your body rest." Is what it says. Yeah. And then you go in a closet and hang yourself. So, um, when we were first, when we were just trying to decide whether or not to talk about the game, uh, we we weren't really sure if the creepy nature of it had a payoff had a had a reason if if there was if a, it was just creepy to be creepy yeah creepy to be creepy isn't really something that we can get behind right but the more i thought about the game the more i feel like it's a some sort of metaphor for the decision to copy someone else's style rather than focusing on your own um to to create a an objective artistically that is something that can actually be failed um, is a, it leads to an obsessive compulsion isolation uh, that is represented by the creepiness in this game and, and that's why I, that's why I, I think that it's an interesting game really is be mm. not only is it well made in its details but it's it's an interesting metaphor for for that artistic struggle of trying to coming to the realization that not only Am I going to be better off doing my own thing, but I won't be able to do the thing of someone else? I can't copy. Yeah. The thing that... And so that that failure to do so that um is that that's what's committing suicide. It, it's this... It, it's this idea, this ideology, this artistic ideology of of perfection that I'm going to try to reattain after it has been done by someone else. Uh, that's what's destroying itself in, in order for something else to happen. That's how I see the game. Yeah, I like that interpretation more than it being creepy for creepy's sake. Yeah. And it feels like they're trying to communicate something through all of this. It's just hard to get to a point where I can see past the style right. in order to see the story. So I was really glad you told me that. It, and it, it feels like going to, you know, the home of a shut-in, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a... That leaves you with this feeling of, mm, I don't know how to describe it, just unpleasantness. And I, that's not that's not typically what I want to do. Yeah, it was definitely unpleasant. But the details were so good. The shrimp in, in the bowl. Yeah. Okay, is there anything else you want to talk about this week? Let's see, we talked about Chitten Creek. No Funhouse, Gat Life, Static Speaks My Name, Ghost Coin, Planets, mm -hmm. Sad Tim. Did we talk about Sad Tim? Yes. I talked about Sad Tim. Yeah, that happened. Okay. Well, I hope everybody has a good week, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.